Can you imagine having that being like recorded and put out of context <laughs> for everybody to listen to? Man, it's so so weird. If 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 one of us had the power to sort of clip something out of context and put it right at the front where everyone's going to make sure they hear it. Which is why I, I often just say how much I enjoy humankind and just sort of how much <laughs> I, I respect the inherent value of, of human life and respect all of their choices. And God, Austin, you're always on about this. You say this at the weirdest times. Yeah, I just I wonder. I love that. Just the wonder of life is so intoxicating to my. Is this good? Are you? Uh, is this? Um, and my dick crazy stuff out, and I'm touching my wahoo. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm eating a greasy sandwich that's dripping on top of my. <laughs> and I'm not wearing clothes. <laughs> We're so different, you and I. I <laughs> uh, use the grease in another sandwich. I don't even care. <laughs> Long ago in a distant land. All right, everybody, you're tuned back in to another fabulous episode of Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm Rory. I'm, I'm Andy. Andy. Fuck. Oh, the fuck ups. <laughs> the fuck ups have rolled in from there, from fuck up mountain. <laughs> Slouched their way I'm into Austin. the podcast room. It's Austin over there. He's the one rolling down the mountain. <laughs> uh, but that's not the that's not the theme. But we're not doing a mountain theme. We no, gotta, unfortunately, we gotta... unfortunately, we. Uh, this is a, a poor start to what the theme is actually going to be this week, which is us asking for your money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that sounds so bad. <laughs> and specifically me asking for your forgiveness for delivering a pretty, pretty upsetting product right from the start here. <laughs> yeah, uh, we OK. You may have noticed you may have seen or heard that we have a Patreon now. You've heard of grumblings online. The Internet's a a Twitter. The Twitter's yeah. here is, uh, is tweeting and tweeting, tweeting, tweeting <laughs> about this this new Patreon. It's very exciting. Uh, we, we started a thing because we figured that we should allow people to support us if they so wish. And also, we'd like to grow the show a little bit and blah, blah, blah. All the reasons that people ask for money. We're asking for money. So let's be upfront about it. We got a I Patreon. Paid, I paid five dollars to see college to see college improv. I think we provide <laughs> <laughs> comparable. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I was doing that performance. <laughs> That's and me. We... I'm that five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm that yeah. pity money. <laughs> so, so if you think about it, five dollars ain't that much to 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 ask for, and that is, you know, that's the tier at which you get. That's not even the minimum you can give us. No, the minimum you could give us is one. If you want to give us one, that's still one. Dope. Hi, how are you? Just a little, just a little, a single. You know, you slip us one dollar. Like your mom's not going to notice that's missing from her wallet. Just take one dollar and slide it our way one time a month. But most of the content that we're going to be doing, because obviously you do a Patreon, you give extra content out. Most of it's going to be at the $5 tier. Uh, That's the money maker. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the $1 tier, you still you still get some some uh, some little, little, little goody boys. Little oh, goody don't get bags. me wrong. $1 is great. $8 is great. But if you were a shrewd, a shrewd businessman who thinks he's going to get one over on us, <laughs> that's going to be the yeah. spot. That's going to be the spot to get your to get your money's worth. 
Yeah, okay, you five. know what's really cool? You know what's really cool about the $1 tier, though, is that if you, when the first time that you subscribe to that, you'll get your name spoken aloud by us. And since we don't have right. anybody yet, uh, since we've just launched, um, this is where, I, you know, I might just say some made up names that this is, for example, <laughs> you could, you know, we'd be thanking Jog, Jog Farm, Varndo. Uh, so thanks a lot to Jog, Jog Varndo. Varndo. Yeah, Triffany, Triffany, Cal. I pay him five dollars to do this on a stage. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This is the. This is what we're talking about. Okay. Anyway, we we're gonna talk about this a few times during this episode. I think we've done enough. You already know that we have a Patreon. Let's talk about the thing that we're doing in this, our season four premiere, our episode that we are doing in a new arc. Someone tell me what it is. We're going to be watching what we're kind of calling the Pokey Clones, mm. uh, which it, it, not to be mistaken for Pokemania, which is something we would like to do at some point in the future as well. You really get into the bones of Pokemon. What we're actually going to be, what we're more interested in, in doing right now is looking at all of the ripoffs that sort of spun out of control the second Pokemon became enormous. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. If If you were... I mean, the chances are, given who we know listens to our podcast and demographics such as we have them, you were likely alive when Pokemon became a huge thing, and you were probably buying it. I know you had Pokemon cards. You're listening to this podcast. You bought Pokemon cards. You stared longingly at someone else's Charizard and thought, I could be this cool It came out the same year as Harry Potter, which all of our friends still talk about constantly, so... Also, maybe you bought Pokemon cards last week. I mean, it's still the enduring legacy of Pokemon does continue for the young and old alike. Maybe your dad probably has Pokemon Go on his phone (laughs) and has played it. I I listened to a man at a ramen restaurant, a man who is 60 (laughs) years old, who I did not know, talk about his shiny Meowth. And it was surreal. (laughs) And that was two months ago. God, it's so true. I don't understand... I mean, okay, we're going to talk about this a little bit, right? Because that's the point of this first episode. We're watching the clones, but we're starting with a little context. So this whole, this week, we're talking about Pokemon. We've watched episodes one and two. Yeah, before Attack the Clones is our Phantom Menace, and that Phantom Menace is Pokemon, the original anime. First two episodes. We watched the first two episodes of that. That is the the context for what we're going to be talking about for this, the next several weeks. Uh, But Pokemania, it's, it's completely unclear to me. And I know to Rory, you mentioned this a little bit before we started. It's so unclear what exactly it was that caused this one to be the big one. Like, you know, I I have I maybe have a theory on that. Um, I mean, I, I have some, but like it just it just if there's an element of of jackpot, of lottery, of of mm-hmm. like a, a slot machine. Yeah, it's, doing it's, your thing, it's right? easy to look back 20 years later and see what 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 worked about it. Mm hmm. Uh, but I think it's clear from all of the spinoffs that were derived from it that that was not in, immediately quite so clear. It, so in my mind, though, Pokemon the game came out in 1996. Right, that's and a part it, of know, it. The, the total amazing. The game and the game fucking rocked. This Game Boy two, you know, two <sighs> versions of this Game Boy game that came out in 96 in Japan, but then the U.S. didn't get it until 1998. And yeah, at the same exact time. The anime hit the U.S. at the same time the game came out. It had a year in between in Japan. 
and the card game. But it was it was blowing up in Japan, so the the timing I don't know you can say was a factor. Well, it could well, have been a factor. The timing but not a was major a factor one. for us in America when because oh, yeah. it all hit at the same exact time, September of 1998, and that and shit so, when you have all of them. Oh yeah. my god. So I know, so I I looked a little bit into this and I knew some of this and some of this was new to me, but they, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a real concerted effort, uh, specifically by four kids entertainment in concert with Nintendo and Game Freak and like dealing with the Japanese brands. But they brought in, uh, this guy, the head of four kids, his name is Al Khan. And this guy is the same guy who'd helped to develop Cabbage Patch Kids from a tiny weird local thing into like this huge phenomenon that swept the country. Right. Huh. I mean, that, we missed that. Like, that was before us. But, like, Cabbage Patch Kids, you can, you know, was a huge deal. And it was this guy. So he, like, had some kind of intuition and was like, I think Pocket Monsters is going to be this next thing. And I'm going to do my damnedest to make it happen. And so they did a concerted effort of being like, okay, the game's going to come out. We're going to have it, like, timed with this show. And we're going to have the card game. We're going to license the card game to, like, Wizards of the Coast. We're going to get everything. Like, we're going to go all assed into this thing because it's not going to work otherwise. Right. And, right. And it did pay off. I mean, like that's bold and that's scary to do something like that. Uh, and he, I know he, he like staked up a lot of his own money to sort of like get game freak to agree. Cause they were freaked out that the U S wasn't going to give a shit and it was just going to fail because like RPGs weren't like hugely popular in the nineties. Uh, I mean, they were, they were a niche thing before like they became as huge as they were. And especially right. like on a handheld console, like they weren't sure the game was even going to be a big hit, let alone the show. Uh, yeah. But something happened. It went like crazy. It went nuts. Yeah. Even and even against the fact that uh, the very first thing anybody in the U.S. would have heard about Pokemon would have been the year before uh, when all those Japanese kids had Caesars watching the Porygon episode. Like <laughs> that was a news article that would have gone around the world before there was even a whisper of Pokemon as a piece of content in the country. Like it's viral it's killing man. people. It's, it's so good. People. You... <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but like this is it's it's over 20 years later and we're still like there's new Pokemon games like Pokemon Go. Like the shit's as big as it ever was. It's bigger than it ever was. It's insanity. I don't understand. Why this one? Why not fighting foodons? You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> so I guess we may as well kind of start dipping our toes right on in then. I think uh, so. Yeah. 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 I wanna be the very best. Like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. What I see as successful about this show, or I guess I'll, I'll start by saying, when it came to every other, you know, huge, lasting, iconic favorite, you know, your Ninja Turtles, your DuckTales, these are things that you, you, you can appreciate what a kid would like about it, but they all also had some core that was a little more timeless. Pokemon is just unquestionably like the biggest hit that there's been in this, in this genre of kids' cartoons. And it's fundamentally about absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's got no characters. It's got no story. The world is is bland and unmoving. It's this strange sort of semi-utopian, bland yeah. Stanley points a light fantasy world. It's it's <laughs> nothing about this show says it should work, and yet here we are. What I do see from the very beginning are 
two big differences from other shows. Uh, one is this sort of like demystification of the hero type. Ash Ketchum is any 10 year old in the world gets to do what he's about to go do. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's important. Like every 10 yes. year old is in. And uh, I think they knew probably that 10 is, you know, the age most kids get a Game Boy. Um, yep. There's some some mm. data that I mean, I don't know that it's literally that I don't know that that to be true, but you don't give a Game Boy to a four year old. You mm-hmm. usually don't get one to a 16 year old. There's a middle space there, which makes yep. 10, I think, an appealing age to make the main character. And then along with that is the they completely removed the mystery of monstrosity, right? Like every you're supposed to know all the Pokemon before mm-hmm. the show starts. They teach you about them. Yeah. They're not mo- like they're not monsters that appear in an episode and are inverse. scary and unknown. <laughs> they sing yeah. them, they, they sing them in verse. <laughs> okay, I think that this is I think this is fascinating and I think this is uh maybe something that that makes bad content but good like viral content, right? Because the, we I think Austin you you were saying that Pokémon is sort of like a virus. Like I was saying it's a virus. Was it That's was it you? It, it's yes. like a virus. It's spread around. We don't understand. It's just it just never stopped infecting the children that we were, you know, the kids growing up in the in the late 90s. And I think that it's such a shrewd decision, like a couple specific decisions. One is that the show itself is blatantly trying to make you memorize the names of the Pokemon. And it does mm-hmm. this in two specific ways, one of which we already mentioned. It's the Poke Rap. The poke rap at the end of every episode, and in the middle, in the eye catches, they do the "Who's that Pokemon?" It's like it, we're we're like te- it's they like, want like you to learn the, the, how to learn spell. the thing. Yeah, yeah, they want you to learn the thing. And the other part is that the Pokemon all say their own name. It's so smart. Yeah, it's so smart, and, and it is this sort of like <laughs> training wheels version of mastery, right? Yeah. Like it is the it, it, it's a tangible skill. You can be better at Pokemon. You can know more about Pokemon. It what if somebody you used sh- Sesame Street for evil? it's a learning program but it's learning how to tell tell your mom what to buy at the store (laughs) it's just it's so fucking smart they took they they made they wiped away all the japaneseiness from this show right so they they like i mean there's memes that go around about it like how they talk about the the rice ball being a donut right like they aggressively that was sailor moon too yeah the sailor moon did the same damn thing they're they're wiping the Japanese stuff away and making it as like approachable to little American kids as humanly possible. They change the names. It's Ash and Gary. They do all this stuff, and then that's Mr. They, like, Gary to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they give they give the Pokemon names. Like they don't do it all the time. Like Pikachu is just Pikachu because what are you gonna do? You can come up with a, like that's a cute name. Like they kept they strategically kept enough of the Japanese. That's Mr. Mime to you. <laughs> but like they could have called it Pocket Monsters, which is what they call it in Japan. But they call it po- Mr. Mime was my dad. Call, call it- me. <laughs> but they call it Pokemon. They call it Pokemon because they they realized that a little bit of Japanese is enticing, but too it's much is, is off putting, exotic. And so <laughs> and so they keep Pikachu, but then they change names like Squirtle because they want you to remember that he's the one that squirts. This is the little one that squirts. <laughs> hey, and he's hey, blue. Hey, hey, and he hey, says his own hey, name. Hey. I'm what? the one that squirts. <laughs> I'm the well, you know what squirts. I'm saying, though, right? Like, they, they made it as approachable and memorable as humanly yes, possible. Yes, absolutely. 
and it's just shrewd as shit. And I, I'm, I'm appreciating it now going back to this show in a way that I've never really sat and thought about it before. This show, this content is like marketing gold. And do you know where this, where this mastery starts to really start to help is, I know everybody here has a story like this. We just talked about the age you get a Game Boy. But mm-hmm. Pokemon is special because he's only got one fucking save file. And <laughs> I know every single person I know has tried to play the game without saving. And like uh, now all of a sudden you have a lot of knowledge to to draw from and yep. play the game without yeah, man, ever yeah. stopping. Just sit in your room for hours <laughs> till the battery dies. God, I don't know. I'm... I- I feel like I'm praising it for all the reasons that I hate other shows, but like just from a business standpoint, this was really well done in a way yeah. that I think we're, we're probably going to find that the other shows that we watch are not well done. What's so upsetting about other shows is there is the show is the product. Yeah. And in Pokemon, the game is the product. And so I think it's okay that the show sort of sucks and is in service of the game in a way that I would normally find incredibly annoying. Because mm-hmm. usually the game is what sucks. And you're like, can't my show be okay then? Can't my show be good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right. I'm inclined to think that this show is actually not so bad. At least, at least here at the beginning. What's really interesting is because Pokemon Red and Blue were Game Boy games with no color. Literally, it was like black and white and you had like six pixels total. To see the show then translated to the TV... Was well, kind of in itself kind of amazing. And the whole to see the color it. thing was such an a, obscene puzzle. Like your Game Boy is in black and white, and they're telling you there's a blue version and a red version. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it doesn't <God>. make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, in the whole trading thing with your friends, I mean, creating that social aspect, you know, too. Totally is, is wild. Um, well, I think that was another part of how this show, and I think a couple of the other animes that have hit huge in America, really, really punched, punched hard, punched cock, punched cockward as hard as possible, <laughs> was getting to hit the states and air Monday through Friday new. Yeah, because that's yeah. something we haven't talked about with Pokemon. Was like every day after school there was a new Pokemon episode Dude, for I a know. year. Yeah. And, you know, you know, and that wasn't always true because when it moved on, like they blasted a bunch of it out. But then when they they moved it on, they they would air they would still air it every weekday. But they would uh, the new ones would come on at like 6 a.m. on Saturdays on WB for me. And I read yeah, something, at some point they got caught up. I read something looking at this where one of the things that they were just continually being flabbergasted by how how popular Pokemon was and just being like, holy shit, what? Really? Oh, my God. And one of the big things is that network, the network executives were just like, like, what? When they found out kids were were voluntarily waking up at like 530 on a Saturday. It's an absolute mystery. The show doesn't make sense as <laughs> what about it? I mean, we can we can talk about again. We can deconstruct <laughs> the things that worked. but examining the whole without you know knowing that the show blew up it doesn't make sense this is <laughs> it's so strange and unapproachable and 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 in inaccessible and nothing happens in any of the episodes you watch no it's well 
Okay. Nothing so this, ever happens in this show. This, this first couple episodes, right? So I think so. Something something I think is interesting. We can we can start talking about the the you know the content of this first one that we watched. I think that this show, when it started, thought it was going to be more of a like we're going to move a story forward and we're going to watch Ash progress and like you know do new stuff. And I think really early on they realized how much money they were making and they pivoted it from a show that like even hinted like it was going to have stuff going on to a show that's just fully episodic and nothing nothing fucking and you can tune in every day which i I get um and i loved i loved the early stuff that's what got me in and i remember being disappointed when it was when it became clear to me as like a 12 year old that this show was going nowhere and ash was never going to grow up and he was never Mm going to get with misty and nothing was going to happen like I remember feeling crushed about that when I had that realization because well, I think I think the first episodes promised something different. Well, okay, so tell me, tell me in your own words, what is the point of Pokemon? What the show? Anything? Any? What is? <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little existential here. What is the show about? The show is about a kid on an adventure. Full stop. Okay, sure. Full stop. What does he want? He has a goal. What is it? He wants literally a Noah's Ark of Pokemon. He wants to catch literally every Pokemon in the world. But why do you want to catch them? Because that will somehow make him, his dad come back. (laughs) Make his dad come back. It's so weird. It's like, why do you want to catch them all? Well, to get more gym badges. What do gym badges do? They help you catch them all. It's just this weird cyclical nonsense machine uh, that (laughs) propels the show into never having to uh change the status quo in any meaningful way well i mean it's case case in point it ash never won a single meaningful tournament until literally this past year 20 i read that article it's interesting that he was a big time <laughs> loser for 20 years <laughs> he did not he didn't win a shit win shit i think he maybe won the orange islands thing but no one cares about the orange islands he did like every major like adaptation of a of a pokemon league from a game that they brought into the show as a new season he lost he lost every time and i guess that's like Oh, he just has room to grow. But at a certain point, this fucker's a loser. <laughs> at a certain point, it's time to move home. Yeah. You're not going to make it in Hollywood, Ash. <laughs> you've, you've booked one commercial in 10 years, and it was for a late night sleeping aid. <laughs> <laughs> time to go home, Ash. All right, I I, I want to talk a little bit about this first episode. Yeah, uh, we got to talk about the show. This, um, I I I will I will use these first two episodes only. I think pretty much as soon as this sh- this like first few episodes is over and we meet the main cast, it's like everything you're saying, Rory. But I I will argue a little bit that I think that there is some heart in these first couple episodes, or specifically this first one. It really gets in on a good uh, a good first step where I think a lot of shows. Like a Digimon, which we we talked a lot about in season one. We talked a lot about how Digimon comes on way too strong with like six characters and they're six little buddies and they all have names and we all got to learn. Like in in this first episode, we really don't have to learn anything except Ash and Pikachu. And we spend the whole episode watching their relationship like go from really shitty to like kind of trusting. And Mm -hmm. there's some like pretty emotional-ish moments where Ash like T-poses in front of a bunch of angry birds and and like – wants him to come kill him because he's trying to save his little buddy. And like, it's, it, you know, it, it may not be Oscar winning drama, but I think that there's a little bit of like actual 
heft to this first episode that really caught my mind when I was a kid. And I, I think this maybe I maybe brought this up on another episode some, you know, years back or something. But I was a Nintendo Power subscriber. And uh, once in a while, they would send kids these VHS tapes of like, hey, kid, do you like this shit? Fill out a <laughs> survey and tell us if we're on to something. Thanks, marketing team. And they sent me this episode on a VHS tape and I probably wore it out. I was so fucking just jazzed by this one. And I was I was so ready for this show to actually air that when it came out, I was I was just I was I was ready. Like they prepped me. They they groomed me for Pokemon. <laughs> uh, and so I Andy, don't know. I like this one a lot. Would you do us the honor of reading the blurb for this episode? I of course I will. And it's a little long, but here we go. It's called Pokemon I Choose You. Ash Ketchum is finally 10 years old, old enough to become a Pokemon trainer. He wakes up late on the day he's supposed to receive his first Pokemon at Professor Oak's lab, however, and arrives to discover all the Pokemon are gone. Ash has no choice but to take a naughty Pikachu. Pikachu will not <laughs> listen to Ash or go outside its Poke or inside its Pokeball, so Ash must drag it along with a rope. And after many failed attempts at capturing some Pokemon, Ash throws a rock and hits a Spearow. This Spearow gets angry, and the entire flock starts chasing Ash and Pikachu. They run away from the Spearow, borrowing a bike from a red-haired girl named Misty to escape. But when they can't go any farther, Ash uses his body to shield Pikachu from the attacking Pokemon. Pikachu realizes how much Ash cares for him and uses a powerful electric attack to drive the Spearow away, destroying the bicycle in the process. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of like storm, angry lightning imagery and, they, you know, it's pretty epic mm -hmm. in a kid's show, 10 year old kind of way. Yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know. I like this first episode. That's kind of it. I do too. <laughs> I do too. Um, I think maybe my favorite part is the, the very beginning of this. The intro of this episode is... I think I a really cool the choice because it slaps, obviously. Well, obviously, yeah, we'll want to be the very best like no one ever was and all that such, you know, but 90s kids will remember this. Uh, love that great song. Um, but the intro of the first episode does a really interesting thing that is basically like, look, you guys all played the game. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> you like the game. Um, and it basically is like. Game Boy Sprite style. Um, the very intro of when you boot up Pokemon Red or Blue, mm -hmm. uh, this is what you see in the show with a little tiny box that, that widens and grows in color and richness and everything. And, and turns it into that sweet 90s anime, <laughs> really sweet 90s anime. And they're these real Pokemon that are battling on television like the pros do this cool, you know, and this is like a mirrored experience of a kid you know, going from playing Pokemon on his Game Boy to seeing it, you know, fully, yeah. fully realized. And it's it's a cool moment if you were a fan of the game. Yeah. And it's it's this like total wish fulfillment of like, well, I mean, look at this. <laughs> it's wish fulfillment. And it's it's egregious in this because the world of Pokemon is predicated on the fact that you're an adult at 10. <laughs> and I know that's often talked about, but it's just it's just so absurd that anyone would send their 10-year-old off into the wilderness and say, go off and do your thing, honey. And Ash's dad and grandpa, I think, are are both still on their Pokemon journey, just being absentee fathers. Like, is this what we do? Is this what we do with our kids? We just send them away? It's so weird. Well, the world has no... the, the It's this sort of, like, time machine-style future where there's absolutely no need. There's no production. There's no school. <laughs> there's no trouble there's no there is money but it's this sort of like a bicycle is, or what is it uh 
Professor Oak makes a sort of like glib million dollar bet. Yes, he does. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's weird. You're right. I mean, it's, you said it earlier, Roy, but it's like this strange utopia world where nothing's wrong except when something's wrong, but the things are never that wrong and we're all okay and 10 year olds are fine. And every what 10 year old doesn't want to go off on an adventure, you know, when you're a kid. Like the idea that your parents would be chill and with nobody it and just works be like, no. because the labor has been replaced by machokes. Yeah, so. yeah. There's there's a lot of unanswered questions that are a little uncomfortable and ethically wrong to think about in the world of Pokemon. If you really dive yeah. a little deep, uh, yeah. I think that's when we're watching our other shows down the line. I think you know we're gonna want like a metric, a few maybe mm-hmm. a few metrics to sort of judge these Poke clones. And I think definitely yeah. like how existentially terrifying is the world is probably <laughs> one of those that we want to look at. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. It's a whole world basically built for 10 year olds to go on adventures (laughs) (laughs) and everybody is kind of living their life in service of of giving 10 year olds a good buildings moment, you know? God, I, I love the, like, there's a weird sort of disharmony, I guess, with Gary Oak, who we meet in a minute, but like, we're just told an an adventure Mm -hmm. is for 10 year olds. And he's the, like, biggest, thickest, yes. most car-having 10-year-old. Like, <laughs> the most definitely fucks 10-year-old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he has, he has three cheerleaders. And can you imagine, like, even teenage cheerleaders cheering uh-huh. for a 10-year-old boy yeah. with the sort of, you know, charm and... and it's it, it's weird. And he's like, it's like all nepotism because Professor Oaks is grandpa. And why are they on their Pokemon adventure? Why are they cheerleading somebody else's? Aren't yeah. you supposed to go on a 10 year old adventure? <laughs> and like, you know, I mean, when we mentioned it in the summary, but Ash wakes up late and he shows up after everyone else to get his first Pokemon. And J- and Gary is there to just like give him endless shit. And he yells at him. He does some like lame stuff. He won't tell him what Pokemon he got. And then he gets in his like fucking muscle car and he just rides off <laughs> surely to go fuck his way to the top of the indigo league i want to i want to play a clip here of gary's interaction gary mr gary to you show some respect i know that's a, clearly <laughs> I know a translation that group. is an, clearly a an article of probably like a senpai or something like gary senpai <laughs> yeah. you know whatever his name was but <laughs> it, it's son. funnier it's yeah it's funnier and weirder in, in english when you translate yeah. it that way because that's mr gary to you it's not <laughs> That is nothing. That is such a wild thing to say to somebody. <laughs> it's so funny. So one thing I think Pokemon, this is where I'm all, I'll give it its, its, uh, its big compliment. I think the Pokemon really nails well is having these two very different, but very strong and very present villain types. You've, yeah. they don't kind of try to boil them both into the same character that has to be everything. You've got your sort of, nefarious ne'er-do-wells who are up to trouble and then you've got the person who just wants you to die you've got a person who's <laughs> gary oak just wants you to fail and go home and lose and die alone with no pokemon <laughs> boy well, that last fucks. part's the real knife twist huh? <laughs> well god and i i think i think even professor oak is kind of a shit in this show too because when Ash goes into his office or whatever and goes and goes pick out his Pokemon and he's like, I want Squirtle. And he opens the book. Bo- like, Professor Oak has these balls out there, these Pokeballs, like, displayed. And he, <laughs> he lets Ash, Ash go through up all to them. of them. <laughs> yeah, and they're all empty. 
They're yeah. all empty, and he goes one by one, and he's just like, oops, it's taken by someone who is here on time. And you know Professor Oak has, like, 30 squirtles in the back, and he just wants to teach Ash no, a lesson. Professor Oak is such a fucking boomer. It's it's really <laughs> funny. At first, he's like, should have been, been on time, millennial. Yeah. <laughs> all the good Pokemon are gone. All the good jobs are taken. <laughs> also, I this is just a fan theory, but I'm pretty sure that Professor Oak is fucking Ash's mom. Yeah, uh, you no, know, there's that. later in episode two, he calls his mom and tells him what's going on, that he's at the Viridian City, like, Pokemon Center. And then, like, Oak calls him about 30 seconds later. He's like, yeah, I was just talking to your mom. And apparently. <laughs> and he has, this little, think he has a little funny time. phone goof with Casey because yeah. boomers are bad with technology. They can't fix a yeah. VCR. <laughs> but I just I don't think there's realistically enough time for her to then call Oak and then Oak to like have a full conversation and then call Ash yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah, not a, not um, unless his mom is like right just off screen and they're in the same room. Uh, yeah, because they were in the middle of they something. were they were fucking they were yeah fucking. <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, God, I don't know. I just I love I love how like how <laughs> just he's like Professor Oak is supposed to be the kind of authority figure. And he just kind of is a little shit. He's a little shit about he stuff. Is. And then he gives Ash this shitty Pokemon. And I know it's yeah. the best Pokemon ever, but like he gives Ash basically an angry He didn't know that. He rat. thought it was, he thought it was a trash, a trash rat. It yeah. is like an active um, weapon to <laughs> human beings that touch this, this little shocking monster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was everyone. a moment there was a moment when uh that I loved in this up ep- not in this episode actually in the the one like moment of this show that I thought was good was when Ash is on the phone for the first time with his mom after he started his adventure. Mm-hmm. And they just have this really earnest conversation. She's checking in, you know, are you brushing your teeth? Yes. And she's are you changing your underwear every day? And what I expected for him to be was like, Mom, come on. And he's just like, yeah, he's just like, yes, I am. Yes, I yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's I'm updating my mom on my underwear situation. <laughs> he's very keen on him not it. having a stinky dick. <laughs> you might meet a nice redhead on the way. He's, it's uh, just he's it, it, it rings really true to me that she'd be like, just make sure you change your fucking underwear every day. Because yeah, there's no showers on the road. Yeah, yeah you're a 10 year old road comic. You're going to get into some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last thing about Oak and the uh, when he gives Ash the Pikachu, he has a line where he says it's also known as electric mouse. And <laughs> no. No, no, he's he's not. (laughs) He's definitely not. I don't think anybody else in the rest of the show says, "Oh, hey, is that is that electric electric mouse? mouse? Do you get electric mouse?" (laughs) Oh shit! It's kind of fun to see this show in that time before it wasn't a giant franchise. You know, it's like it's like early interviews of George Lucas talking about them having laser swords before everything's (laughs) been drilled in to be like, Mm -hmm. this is the lightsaber. This is the brand name. It's Pikachu. He always does this. It's like, I don't know. It's Pikachu. They call him electric mouse. It's like, (laughs) so he's kind of throwing shit out right now. What was was the the rough draft name for Luke Skywalker? Star killer. Star killer. Yeah. Yeah, man. God, I don't know. The rest of this episode, it, I mean, it told itself in the summary, Pikachu doesn't want to be with him. They fight some Pokemon. Ash tries to catch a Pokemon like just Pikachu by being himself. an obnoxious shit was kind of fun. It was fun. Yeah, uh, a little more character than I remember him having because he's he's obnoxious. He's got more of a motive than just I love my boy. Me and the boy are tight. 
yeah, they strip all yeah. character away from Pikachu and the Pokedex really fast because the Pokedex, yeah, the Pokedex has sass. Pokedex calls uh, him an idiot right to his face. <laughs> yeah, he says uh, like because because Ash tries to just like chuck a ball at a Pokemon without fighting it first, and the and the Pokedex is like to capture a Pokemon, you usually have your own Pokemon battle with the other. And then later, a Rattata tries to steal stuff out of his bag, and it says, oh, it also comes out into open fields to steal from stupid travelers. It's like, What? I'm you. stupid? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. You're a calculator. God. I made you. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. the, 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 the Pokedex does drop a, a bit of a, a nugget of, a nugget of interesting knowledge where it says, wild Pokemon tend to be jealous of human-trained Pokemon. And this really, this really struck me as some kind of, like, Untrue, it's apologism at its like, worst. Uh, yeah, 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 like gaslighting bullshit. Like, it's oh yeah, they really bullshit. just like wild Pokemon don't like like train Pokemon because they're wild Pokemon and they're angry. It's they, they don't want to fight for us because they love it. Of course, I, I'm on the exact same page. I, I do think there's an amount that it makes sense in the context of the games and show mm-hmm. like that they give a little reason why you're always beset by wild Pokemon while they're constantly attacking you, uh, which is nice. Because they're jealous. Yes. They're just jealous. The, As wild Pokemon but are the, the social the social critique of it isn't great. The optics are not great. They just that want one. that bond like you guys have. They just want to bond with you. They're <laughs> <laughs> just so sad and alone and hungry out in the wild. They just need somebody to come in and steal them away from their family and take care of them. Lock them in an orb. <laughs> Put me in Make your orb. Make them fight other animals. Put me in the orbs. God, I want your orb. Uh... <laughs> Um, okay, so the end of this episode, uh, Ash has to steal a bike from Misty. I wouldn't normally want to talk about this sort of stupid moment, and it, it, except that they, this bike is so stupidly important to the story for no good reason. It's uh-huh. like it's used as the MacGuffin or or like story. It could have been a bike leg why. there. They didn't have to put Misty there. It's kind of it was kind of odd. Yeah, but they use it for why Misty is hanging around with him. It's yeah. like I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with you until you can pay me back for the bike you ruined, and. Spoiler alert, it's 272 episodes later that he gets that bike back to her. Oh, really? 272 (laughs) episodes later, she gets that bike back. That's crazy. This is one of those, again, moments that's like, on one hand, it's a really obvious, lame, boring, bland plot hook. But in, in a world like this, to have these two characters in conflict when there's really absolutely no reason they should be together... Like, mm-hmm. practically, not together, like, boop, 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 but just, she doesn't need to be on this adventure at all. So they have she's to kind of... She's a gym leader. She's a gym... Yeah. That was the thing that they've taken away, right? Or is she a gym <laughs> yeah. leader on no, this one, she's, too? Well, her sisters are, are the gym right, leaders right, 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 right now. Right. She's technically uh, okay. also a gym leader. Right. But I guess Brock was, too. Brock is also yeah. a gym leader, yeah. And they yeah. both abdicate their posts to go dick around with this <laughs> 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the So my thought about the bike stuff is we've actually complained about something that this fixes uh in over the garden wall episode one we get beatrice who just kind of shows up with no reason to be there other than it's episode one and she just should uh-huh. be there mm-hmm. and i felt like this did a better job of giving i agree a, a reason yeah for i'm on Missy the same page. To show up and a reason for her to come back that is tied and into also, the main character ash says something that i thought was really interesting which when he steals her bike uh, and she's like, hey, come back with my bike. And he doesn't say, like, I'm going to return it after I get my Pokemon to the Pokemon Center. He doesn't say, I'll pay you back. He says, <laughs> I'll give it 
back someday. Someday. Someday I'll pay it forward. Someday. It's so it's He's I don't really know if realistic. it was intentional or just just yeah, that's that's what I love about it. Is it, is just the vague non-promise of 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 making this right. Yeah. Uh, of stealing of vague... your bike, of stealing a bike into your face saying go fuck yourself. <laughs> Speaking of vague promises, uh, there's something else that the end of the show delivers, and it is Ash seeing a one of the legendary birds flying in the sky. Yeah. And for once, it refuses to say the name of that Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It will not say the name of that Pokemon, where otherwise they're just handing out names right and left. <laughs> and this one is finally That's just like, true. no, I, I'm not going to. We don't know what that is. And, and that's then not every even... kid watching is like, what the fuck is that Pokemon? Oh, find out. I gotta find yeah, out what that Pokemon is. Because gold and silver aren't out yet. You don't know. Yeah. Well, you and that's a kind of retcon. Is. I don't know yeah. that that was ever intended to be. You know what I mean? That that was already a programmed in Pokemon for an uh, upcoming game. I think it um, was. I think I think it did time out like be. that in okay. Japan. But regardless, I, it, it, I both hate it and don't hate it. Because it's kind of like a cool, like, ooh, this world is mysterious and Ash is going to find a bunch of stuff. But they never really fulfill. No, they that don't. Promise. That promise is completely is completely <laughs> blue balled. Sure. But and in this I feel, episode, I feel the same way about the bike because the, it's like a it's like a weird Chekhov's gun that never really gets fired because, you know, oh, I'm only really with you for the bike. But it's like that can only go so far. Like at some point, she's definitely just your friend. I think they they locked themselves this is a purely conjecture, but they kind of lock themselves into this weird uh, system where they're trying to not completely invalidate the realities of the game so that the, the show functions as partially a tutorial, right, that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the problem is that in the game, a bicycle is basically the most expensive thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, nothing more, there's nothing more valuable in the world of Pokemon than one bicycle. Well, yeah, you don't uh, even pay real money for it. You have to get a voucher. You can't pay real money. You, money is too <laughs> insignificant in comparison to the Mighty Bicycle. <laughs> the Mighty Bicycle. <laughs> well, and if they were ever to resolve the bike plot in the show, they'd have to confront the fact that clearly the show in the early years was trying to imply Misty had a crush on Ash. And then they'd have to ask and answer the question, does Ash fuck? And he can't. <laughs> He's the main character. He can never fuck. And they never gave a reason for her to stick around besides the bike. So they can't just give her bike back and her be like, all right, great. Finally. Well, that's the well, thing. Now I can get back to my fucking real job. 272 episodes later, they give her the bike back in the same episode where they all part ways. Like, that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> there like, was maybe one day when this was going to end at a reasonable time. And then everybody mm-hmm. just got so much money and everybody was afraid. <laughs> everybody was afraid to sort of end it because they knew they would get less money and so <laughs> i think there was a real conversation that happened maybe you know 20 episodes in they're like well let's let's keep we're going not giving I the cars we back. have to we're yeah this is never yeah we'll end gotta, the show someday <laughs> yeah this is the person off stage doing stretch stretch yeah exactly. and then they did for 200 episodes hey let's hear from our sponsor Hey, Austin. Yeah, Andy. Uh, I know this is a little weird and a little uh, a little unorthodox, but our our producer gave me a list a long time ago of sponsors that we needed to get on this show, and I just, I, I misplaced it. I didn't know what happened to it. I just found it again, 
We should probably get some of these off our back. Can you tell us? Patrick was so kind to get us this sponsor. Can you tell us of about fe- about Jello Fellows? Yeah, totally. So, uh, Jello Fellows is a new scholarship program um, <laughs> that is for wiggly people, uh, and. This is an exciting new prospect for people who before there just wasn't a lot of resources for people who don't have bones and they just got uh, left in the cup, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just sort of wiggly. And (laughs) um, when you don't have bones and you're you're sort of a jello person and you're you're wiggly, uh, it's a lot of this is an extension of a lot of the no bone outreach we've been doing on this show. Uh Yeah. Yeah. And um, (laughs) <laughs> and when so when you don't have those you just you, you you know eventually you need to go to college and that's really important to uh be a voice in college and to sort of seek those opportunities and so jello fellows is looking to provide uh cash for uh people who want to go to college that don't have bones and the other issue is is because they don't look like people you know, some people think they're snakes uh, <laughs> at first glance, and maybe second or third or fourth glance, they kind of just look like snakes. And then they're not snakes. They're not. They're definitely not snakes. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a different scholarship. You gotta. This is not a way to make have send snakes to college. <laughs> we have to constantly iterate on that. Mom, I'm you telling go. you, my roommate's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> this fall on ABC. My roommate's a snake. <laughs> hey, you want to go down to the frat party later this week? You always say that. <laughs> Who left their skin in my bed? <laughs> on the doorknob. <laughs> No, it's still oh. a sock. It's just really long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that other thing. This is our new. This is our new thing. Pokemon, get to the well welcome back uh future patreon sponsors uh mm. future patrons i guess the word is patrons we got it we're yeah. getting used to the new vernacular because we're <laughs> we're on patreon now uh yeah. right here is where we're probably in the future gonna have like a little mid-roll like, we're not going to do outros anymore. We're going to do, like, a little thing right after our sponsor. I don't know. It was a little shop talk. But or I think, before I think the sponsor. Who knows? It's hard to, it's hard keep to you know. Guessing. You're, it's going to be yeah. really hard to skip it. Yeah. You can't yeah. hit that 30-second skip because you don't know if that's important canon content for Saturday Morning Tuesdays. You know, you it's might true. find out Austin's true name or, or how many toes Rory has. And, you know, you're going to feel like an idiot for skipping. So It's Toby. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not. Keep you guessing. Keep you guessing. You never know. Um, let's talk about. Let's sort of gloss over because we've talked a lot about Pokemon, y'all. Um, ah. 
Let's talk very briefly about episode two of Pokemon, Pokemon Emergency. And here's the blurb. <laughs> Finally arriving in Viridian City. They were on the road to Viridian City. No. They're on the um, road to Viridian City. Sorry, that's Finally a song. arriving in Viridian City, Ash's Corner. Hey, I'm going to drop a clip of that song. Hey, that song's <laughs> playing now. <laughs> Ash is cornered by Officer Jenny, who asks why he is carrying a Pikachu instead of having it in a Pokeball. After explaining, <laughs> Jenny takes Ash to the Pokemon Center, where Nurse Joy begins treatment on the injured Pikachu. Before Pikachu's treatment finishes, however, Ash is interrupted by Misty, the girl Ash took the bike from, who vows to stick with Ash until he pays her back from, for destroying her bike. The Pokemon Center is then attacked by Jesse, James, and their talking Meowth, members of Team Rocket, Seeking to steal all the infirm Pokemon. Sort of a weird phrase. <laughs> so we, there. we haven't learned this fact yet, but this is where the show makes a big creative decision and is so strange and kind of unaddressed for so long. The sort of like sexy cop and sexy nurse that are also clones. Yeah. And they all, <laughs> uh-huh. And, and they, and there's a clone in every city. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense because they say they're all sisters. Like every nurse, Joy, they're, they're all they're all sisters. But they can't be because they're there's all named like Joy. 50 and what of them. parent? What set of parents would name all fifty of their kids Joy? And what womb could birth fifty twins at the same what time? Womb? What womb? What <laughs> womb? Show me the womb. Show me the womb. <laughs> to no, these are these are does it concern? Clearly, these are clearly clones. Yeah, they're clones and spooky They're all Nurse boys Jenny. from Brazil. Nurse Joy and Officer <laughs> Jenny, they're all Hitler clones, and it's really freaky. <laughs> and uh and I don't understand any of it. Yeah, I don't like the idea of clone cops that just like run the city with complete <laughs> with complete <laughs> complete authority to do as they please. Do they answer to any sort of higher yeah, no, the answer to the ten-year-olds who answer- rule this planet. <laughs> and, yeah. and every hospital is run by just like sexy Halloween costume nurses. <laughs> well, and Chanseys, and Chanseys, and a Pokemon, and their um, egg Pokemon. So come on, this- come on, egg. <laughs> so this episode maybe frustrated or disturbed me a little more than I remember it before. Yeah. Um, I would say this is the biggest disconnect so far between the game and the show where that sort of even calls your own morality into question. Yeah. And so in the game, if you're not familiar, if your Pokemon get hurt or fainted, you just take them to the, the clinic and you, they pop them in a tray and bing, flash bing, it with a bing, UV bing. light. They basically put you in a in a in a xerox machine and then the pokemon are fine yeah now in this case pikachu who we barely saw get hurt i feel like ash took more blows in the last episode than this one uh than pikachu did but pikachu is apparently in a bad way and they take pikachu into this clinic for like extensive surgery (laughs) <laughs> they do say surgery i was curious about what they would say in the japanese i didn't get a chance to watch the I uh, the original since we watched it on netflix that didn't have the option uh which you know normally we like to watch the the episodes that aired for the children's over here but there are so many unanswered questions about pokemon that i would have liked to double yeah. check some stuff well and nurse so Joy, yeah they say surgery 
Yeah, Nurse Joy is is mad at rightly, I guess, mad at Ash for not being responsible enough to getting your Pokemon hurt. I mean, apparently, you know, you think about like, well, you don't in the game. You're just thinking right. about trying to win. You're not thinking about, well, I guess my Pokemon were hurt, so I, that makes me a bad trainer. Well, and um, I think the implication is that if he had, if Pikachu had been in a Pokeball, he'd be fine until they got to the Pokemon Center. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he wasn't. I think that's what the, it was kind of pretty unaddressed. Right. But every other Pokemon in the game is taken to the Pokemon Center without fail and just popped popped in the tray. So I, I read a little bit about uh, Satoshi Tajiri, who is the like Here you know, we the president go. of game. Shut the fuck up, Rory. It's season <laughs> four and I get to talk about what I want. This is Satoshi Tajiri. He's the he's the president of Game Freak and he created Pokemon. Right. And with with Ken Sugimoto, he drew all the 151 first Pokemon. He designed them all. These these two guys. They started like a fanzine called Game Freak when they were 16 years old about arcade games like they're super nerds. But one thing I saw him say that was really interesting is that he specifically designed Pokemon so that you faint instead of die. You don't really oh, I see get that. like yeah, yeah. you it's, don't it's see really... wounds like and it, he he said like his design philosophy was interesting because what he said was he he thought it would be unhealthy for children to associate death with failure. And mm. I like that. And I, and I, I like, I think that's awesome. And the sh- this yeah. show just shits on that. <laughs> yeah, <it> kind of <laughs> does. Like, yeah. We see Pikachu in mortal danger. That's although horrible. we did say before, <laughs> we did say before that failure is kind of the one positive theme that r- ripples through Pokemon is Ash mm-hmm. is an abject loser who can never do anything <laughs> right. And, but we still like him and root for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess now it's sort of this like soured reflection of like, hey, if my Pokemon like took lost a bunch of health that they're hurting and you're a bad person for <laughs> for allowing that to happen is kind of what's what's unsaid here. Yeah. And uh, that's that's kind of the creepy thing that I, you know, I didn't I didn't pick yeah. up on before. Um. So so hanging like a shadow over this episode in a very literal way. Uh, is is the threat of these Pokemon thieves, this Team Rocket that we meet, the actual villains of the show. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, they're riding around in their shitty hot air balloon, which is so dumb, like, for villains to travel around in a hot air balloon that looks like one of the villains. <laughs> like, it's just a big, <laughs> it's a big Meowth balloon. It's like, meow, here they we are. They could be anywhere. Oh, well, no, that's, no, that's where they are. <laughs> but they, uh, uh, Officer Jenny, who's, you know, of course, one of these clones, right? The clone cops, the Robocops. Uh, <laughs> she she gives these like loudspeaker announcements to Viridian City and she does it in a really like the delivery is really strange. It's like she's telling stories to little children uh, the way that she talks, because at one point when she's like, your attention, please. Our Viridian City radar sensors have detected an aircraft belonging to a gang of Pokemon thieves. Yeah, it's, like, it's, 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 juxtap- it's juxtaposed with these, like, air raid horns. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, these Pokemon thieves. Ooh, scary. Like, no, there's, there's fucking criminals ascending from above. And they're they're terrifying, and they rhyme. Uh, <laughs> fuck. It's a liloquy. <laughs> I... I, I've always thought their their motto is like the weirdest thing about the show. Oh, God, it's so good. I wanted to check what it was in Japanese, too. In Japanese, it's similar, but maybe just as confusing. Uh, like a couple things make a little more sense, but they like 
I, okay, so I'll I'll say it out loud in case there's someone who lived under a rock and doesn't can't recite this. Or we can we can play heart. the clip. We'll play the yeah, clip. Yeah, let's play the clip. To protect the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. To denounce the evils of truth and love. To extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse. James. Team Rocket, blast off at the speed of light. Surrender now or prepare to fight. Yes. That's right. What are you talking about? The thing that always tripped me up when listening to it, aside from the fact that it, you know, on, on one hand, it sounds like nice things, which, of course, like fascism can sometimes do. Well, that's the thing, because well, because we live in the time machine. These are the these are the uh, the oh, the Eloy, the Eloy. Yeah. And yeah, uh, and and Jesse and James want to protect people and unite people. And I, I don't know how much this is like. It's not something I don't think the show is ever going to approach in any meaningful <laughs> way. But I, I do think it's interesting that they have a supposed moral uh-huh yeah ploy. yeah part of me is like well hold on let's hear them out <laughs> let's, let's hear yeah. yeah let's yeah. like let's let's follow them from one scheme to the you know like let's see where they're actually hey, what, what they're actually trying to trying to get done rioting is only the language of the dispossessed yeah and so okay so so the, the one that always tripped me up is to denounce the evils of truth and love like mm. that seems like yeah. that's like a strange mixed message sentence. And then in Japanese, I'm pretty sure what it is, is like to stand by the evils of truth and love, which is also like strangely vague about what it's really trying to say. So I think it's like purposefully weird. Uh, sure. But but of course, that's another promise they never really fulfill. And in fact, later on in the English dub, they make a joke of this where we meet two more Team Rocket members named Butch and Cassidy. And they say that they're like. Oh, Jesse and James always say the fucking motto wrong. And they say the real <laughs> version of the motto. And it's that more, is funny. It's more blatantly evil. But that's not that's not a joke in the original. And I guess I guess what was really what's really weird about these villains to me is that like on one level, they are spooky and we're supposed to take them seriously because they steal Pikachu on the daily. Uh, on another level, they come in and they say this like weird, confusing stuff that makes them sound like heroes in their like little, you know, like we want to unite all peoples within our nation and like all this good or stuff. Like gentlemen bandits, maybe. Yeah. And then they're trying to steal Pokemon. That's their whole deal. They're humans trying to poach and they've got a Pokemon working for them who doesn't seem to care. And yeah, it's who it's talks a, like a, people who talks like people and no other Pokemon <laughs> does that. And later they try and explain it by just sort of saying that he really, really wanted to talk and learn. No, the, the, the unfortunate, <laughs> the, the, the uncomfortable comparison is that he's like so clearly like an uncle Tom. I know. That's what I was thinking too. It's like really weird. It's, 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 it's a weird place to be. Meowth and it's also so interesting because, you know, all of these, you know, most bad things done by people who like are, they just are, a little goofy and stupid you know mm-hmm. like a lot of evil is done by goofy stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> that's so uncomfortably true it's so upsetting Ugh, i don't know they they were interesting to me and they and look they at most too florida mugshots <laughs> the jesse and james also kind of got robbed of what made them interesting as the show progressed. And they just sort of, you know, became the thing that, you know, they did the same thing every week. They showed up and they got blasted off into the sky and, you know, they're they're defanged immediately. But at least in this first episode, they kind of seem like a threat. And I do appreciate that. Well, especially when when Misty steps up to fight them and chucks out her gold Dean. 
<laughs> That's I like thought it was they, yeah. it was fun when she episode. pays lip service to that too, and Ash's like, "What are you doing?" Like, it was clearly a distraction. You rube, go! Yeah. <laughs> Just get the fuck out of here! I know, I, I know the fish Pokemon. can't do anything. <laughs> it's my fish. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out to get experience. <laughs> there was there was a funny bit uh, when when Pikachu's in the uh, in the hospital bed, and instead of hook, being hooked funny. up to a morphine sack or a saline bag, he's like attached to oh. a little battery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, I like that. They do. They do. Have that was fun. cute and, we, and funny. I suppose we should at least say this out loud at some point. Most of the not most, but a significant non-zero part of why Pokemon was such a big success is because of how fucking cute Pikachu is and the voice actor is doing such a good job. Um, yeah. She it's does cute such little, a cute, cute, little thing. cute Pikachu voice. And it's, you know, it's like a strange it factor that you can't predict. Like, that's just cute. And it swept the world. Like, everybody had well, Pikachu toys. Big eyes, pointy ears, can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I to to sort of take us back a couple seasons in our Saturday morning Tuesdays world. There was a sick burn of the week I thought uh, in this episode where Mist when Misty steps up to confront Team Rocket. I'll take care of these three clowns. That's pretty big talk coming from such a little lady. At least you're right about the pretty part. Thanks for the compliment. The girl thinks she's pretty. I agree with her. I think she's pretty too. Pretty pathetic. <laughs> like it's the dumbest like two-year-old you know slinging insults on a, on a playground kind of shit but like i don't know it it kind of landed for me i liked it <laughs> it's still it still <laughs> felt very horny my my sick burn was sort of a self burn where uh ash we talked about the video chat that ash has but he, he talks to his mom and she said that you should be flying high like a spiro and he says i feel like a fallen pidgey <laughs> Hey, remember those those Pokemon whose names was we learned last week? Let's yeah, remember what we that. just learned? Yes. Um, hey, kids, this is a test. You're learning well. Yes, your training <laughs> is going along excellently. Um, <laughs> but I, I do wish, um, separate of that, I kind of just wish that Ash knew a little more about Pokemon at all, since this is like, he's been his waiting life. his whole life. His He's been waiting his whole life to like set out and leave home and then like get some Pokemon and in the first episode, he clearly is like dreaming and thinking about, oh, am I going to pick Bulbasaur or Charizard or Squirtle? Which one am I going to pick? And then as yeah. soon as he's gone, he doesn't know anything. And I, right. I would have liked a little realistically a little bit of like, oh, OK, that's Pidgey. I've heard about Pidgey. I heard that Pidgey, you know, oh, what is it? Or maybe he doesn't have all the right information, but some sort of cursory knowledge, mm -hmm. you know, like well, of and anything. In a in a possible future where we wear Rory down to the point where, you know, he has no will and he'll just do whatever we want. And we get to watch My Hero Academia on this show. Uh, mm. The main character in that show is Don't what you're talking about. Like the main character of My Hero Academia is exactly like that. Like he spent all his whole life like idolizing heroes. And so whenever he meets a new hero, he already knows their name and what their power is. And he's already like drawn them in his notebook like. That's a that's a believable level of like kid obsessed that I mm -hmm. appreciate. And it right. sucks when Ash doesn't know shit because it just means that he sucks. Right. right. <laughs> like he just loses. He just sucks. He just loses all the time because he doesn't know shit. He's never read a book in his life. He never mm -hmm. goes to school because school's not real in this town. It's made for <laughs> 10 year olds and his dad's gone and his mom's fucking the professor. 
<laughs> the professor just gives all of his good Pokemon to his grandson. His grandson gets to fuck cheerleaders in his muscle car. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Oh. <sighs> I don't think we can. I, I think that's it. Yeah, we can't top. We can't top. That I don't one. think we can top that. I think we've said all there is to say. Okay, we should talk about our our. What, what do we what do we learn? What are we what are we taking from Pokemon that we're going to take into our our like as context for watching these other shows? Truthfully, I'm not quite sure. I I was expecting to be a little bit more impressed with these first two. Mm. Um, so well, it'll it'll ha- I'll have to wait and the see other what the, well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'll have to actually <laughs> see other shows to compare them. But this well, maybe, was not the obvious hit to me that it clearly was. Maybe what we're maybe what we're doing then with this arc is we're evaluating these other ones and we're sort of trying to find the one Rory thinks in a I'm the, just I'm world. I'm the grown-up now and it. I find Pokemon completely mis- <laughs> completely unapproachable and strange. It's yeah, pronounced so which Pokemon. One? <laughs> <laughs> That's what, it was my favorite thing, even as a kid I noticed, was like, grown-ups clearly know it's Pokemon or Pokemon. However, yeah. you know, but saying Pokemon to make sure we knew they knew they didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we knew they couldn't be bothered to say it right <laughs> oh, god, god i'd like to believe i'd love to believe that <laughs> nowhere there's no no commercial or show and no, no, never was it spoken by any credible source the word pokemon the, yeah <laughs> they had to know they were saying it wrong on purpose just to be just to be shitty, just to be salty about the fact that they don't care about Pokemon. <laughs> to me, though, I think what we have to evaluate as well with these shows is it's just how cute, how darn cute they are. Yeah, sure. That collectability that like, do I feel compelled to collect them all? Mm-hmm. How, you know, because that that the original 150 lineup is a good group, a good group of folks. It fucks. They they were really not good at keeping up the quality on that one. But that's a conversation <laughs> no. for uh, for a different kind yeah. of podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, only one of us in this trio actually uh, is going to buy the new Pokemon game or has already done so. Uh, I'm so deba- I'm pretty strongly debating it, dude. Look, <laughs> they fucking look. They they Good. just they got me, man. I, I had a moment at the end of this second episode where uh, Ash was finding out that he had to get to uh, Pewter City and get through the Viridian Forest. And in my brain, I was suddenly already going, oh, oh, God, I want to play that spooky forest. <laughs> no, it just brought this like very strong compulsion that, that was like, I really need to get Pokemon Sword and Shield. God, I want to play through. Pokemon. I need to oh, buy God. something. I need to buy something. Oh, they got me. They fucking got me. Man, they found a vein, a rich node, and just drilled into it. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful that we went through this whole episode, and I didn't have to talk about the fact that when I was, like, 20 years ago, I wrote a Sonic the Hedgehog and Pokemon crossover fic. Oh, <laughs> we're going to dig that one up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really pleased that we didn't have to talk about it, the fact that... Sonic and Pikachu fucked. They 69 No, I wrote <laughs> me and my friends into the story. <laughs> oh, it was the worst. Oh God! Well, anyway, I'm glad that we ended the episode before uh, before I said that thing, that horrible thing that that sure, makes me but, a pariah. Uh, yep. Can I edit this episode, by the way, just uh, as an off? Hey, that's nice. That takes a lot of work off my plate. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, how should we wrap this up? I mean, I'm I'm excited to dive into a whole bunch of Poke clones and kind of see what what they decided to take and what they didn't. I'm very interested. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I think I think the uh, you know the lineup of characters is going to be interesting. You know, we with, with Digimon, we've already seen Digimon. We can already kind of look at what they did, which. Uh, you know, they did kind of come out around the same time, so it's yeah. They're not. They're not. You can't. I don't know that you can really call Digimon one of the Pokemon Poke clones because they did have. Their I, own I game. think you. I think you can say that that they were re- reflexively adapting to what was working for Pokemon, even right. if it they was first. Like shit, but they the shit might have been in copy. development, but they yeah. they had time to to steer the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I think the uh, the only thing that I want to say before we leave is uh, to remind everyone that we are in season four and we have a Patreon now because that was the theme of this episode. And we were kind of doing one week of like, let's actually say it a few times and and impose upon your time for a moment. And then, you know, and then and then back the fuck off on that because we don't want to be a-holes about it. We may be so, a-holes about it for a little while, but just a it, little, will, just it a won't little. be ever present. You know how you can get to it? You can go to patreon.com slash S-A-T-A-M Tuesdays, Satam Tuesdays. And yeah. that's how you can find us and check us out. And, uh, you know, plus obviously we're on social media and on all of your podcast apps as well. Uh, yeah. But Patreon's the real one we want you to check out. That's the one we're really hoping you like. Yeah, because we do have cool features. Yeah, as a whistle wetner, uh, <laughs> I kind of mm. hated the words that came out of my mouth. As a whistle wetner, the the two main things that you should be excited about if you want to give us five dollars a month for that that shrewd tier of getting the most out of us for the least amount of money is that we put all of our episodes out early now, so you can watch, you can listen to us on Saturday morning as God intended. For, for <laughs> cartoons you can have a saturday morning cartoon with us if you pay uh and and subscribe at five dollars and also we make some extra like little bonus stuff like i know for sure yeah. at this point we have like a like a, a bonus episode made up of some like old like rejected ads that we never aired uh with a bit of our commentary and we you know we might have some and the bonus episodes not, will continue to drop as the as yeah the months yeah. go on yeah, so we'll have extra stuff. We'll give you some extra fun content that makes you feel like you didn't just sort of throw money away at us and we don't thank you. Yeah, we really want to make this worth it. We want to make it worth it, and we, but we also want to make sure that the the show itself, the show that you like, that you're ostensibly paying for, remains both kind of untainted by the by the the, the leering green eye of, of mm-hmm. capitalism. It's... <laughs> yes. It's it's not going to change any any bonus content that the patrons get will be truly bonus content. That, yeah, we're not, uh, we're not locking anything we used to give you behind a wall. Right. So that's definitely a promise that we can make. Um, but I will say that regardless how much money you give, even at the one dollar tier, we're going to start doing these things. We may already have one live. I think we do have one live at this point in time. Uh, we're, we're polling you. You get to help us decide what special what cartoons we watch for special episodes now. Um, so our like one-off specials are, you know, more often than not going to be patron decided. Uh, so if you want to jump in there now, even for $1 a month, you get a vote. So that's something I think is really going to be really fun. And obviously you can message us, give us some feedback. We love that. So I don't know. I'm excited for this as a place for engagement and for you to feel more involved and for you to feel like you're helping us out and for us to make the show better and more like what you want. Hell Yeah. yeah. So, Pokemon, we're going to watch some more Pokemon clones. No more Pokemon. We're going into bad stuff now. Even worse. Even worse content. 
Or legit better. God, I really hope it's better, but we are... God, I name-dropped fighting foodons, and I'm so scared. I have my fingers crossed for a couple. Well, I hope that we enjoy it. I hope that you enjoy it, and we're going to see you next Tuesday. Thank you.